Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam. Back with another episode. This week, I wanted to talk about me, just genuinely about me, who I am, what I stand for. Um, The reason being is that I'm in a new season where a lot of different things that I stand for, my boundaries, my passions, my creativity, all of these pieces have been coming to light and I've been in awe of just discovering who I am and understanding who I am. And also I realize when I interact with others, they have a hard time articulating or putting language to who they are. And I wanted to be the example. I wanted to be the person to kind of lead the charge, especially because I'm in the process of onboarding more clients. So if you haven't already, check out everythinginme.com. I do do life coaching. I have new rates and I have flexibility. So um, definitely check that out. I can definitely help you navigate some things and work on just enhancing the way you attack life and the things that you navigate through from a place of just feeling more clarity, being more sure of where you are, you know, help you with the decision-making process and organizing things and adjusting your habits and realigning with your vision for yourself. Things like that is something that I, I love to do. Strategy is my thing. And I'm in the process of, you know, making room for some more clients. So I'm excited and, you know, you can find out more information and also get in touch with me on everythinginme.com. So back into me and the whole thesis behind this. So I have um, definitely come from interesting background, um, a very unique background, but more, more importantly, I wanted to talk about the woman that I am and what that looks like and what that's meant for me from the lens of the businesswoman, the entrepreneur, the um, relationship person, you know, the motherly figure, the sister, the cousin, all of those sort of things. And hopefully that can, like I said, provide some clarity for some of us who are trying to find ourselves again. I know personally, um, I've definitely dealt with losing myself on many occasions. Um, and and it's it's a hard place to be in. Because when you're trying to identify who you are again and reinvigor yourself, you definitely feel out of place. So more specifically, what I mean by that is, say, for instance, someone asks you, so what do you stand for? What are, what's your motto? What do you live by? Which I thought was a really great question to ask someone. So what do you live by? For me, I would have to say being the best version of myself, never being afraid to be accountable for my actions, for my thoughts. Um for the things that I participate in, the things that I've gone through, no regrets. I'm a firm believer of living in no regrets. Understanding that all of the you know, intricacies, intricacies, <laughs> intricacies of life, including the failures, including the stutters, including the uncomfortabilities, um, add value. They 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 thicken the sauce. They um, they they fuel the soil that you know is my garden. And it's a part of the process. Um, I'm a perfectionist. I have definitely been a perfectionist a lot of my life. And I have been working towards breaking that down in every sense. So I have done the work. I have done the work of therapy. I've done the work of self-reflection. I'm a big reflector, so I'm always tweaking myself. I love growth. Growth is definitely something that um, excites me. It's new. It is fascinating to know the information that I know now. And the reason why I even started life coaching, just to touch on that really quickly, is that I felt that it makes no sense to know what I know and have gone through what I've gone through and not share it and not encourage others. And 
whether I wanted to or not, I found myself life coaching others and not even noticing it for many, many years. And I find that my perspective on life of just always looking at the glass half full and focusing on figuring out ways to, you know, expand my knowledge, create connections, you know, have results that I can be proud of, have a, a better, you know, outlook on life, being more positive, even though I have a lot of pieces that are still broken, that are still, you know, trying to find their way that I'm still trying to unpack because I don't think people realize the value of childhood and how precious that moment in time is. And the short amount of years in which we are essentially molded and some things are ingrained and embedded in us that will last for us forever. You know, especially when you're talking about childhood trauma and that sort of stuff, I've had my own share. Um, my outlook is never one that is the victim simply because I'm not the only one. That's a big piece of why I even started the podcast as well too, is to share my own, you know, struggles and insecurities and frustrations because I know I'm not the only one. I there's no way I can be. There's so many different things that I've been through in life that I've connected with people on and it's so important to not only connect but uplift and hopefully reshape individuals to you know, be able to take power back in their lives. Because when you go through something that is so out of left field, that is traumatic, that is scarring, that is abusive, you want to disconnect. Naturally, you you want to disconnect from the experience. You don't want to remember it. You may remember bits and pieces. You may remember a distorted amount of what happened. You may not even be able to speak on what exactly happened for the fear of it seeming too real, too close to you. And that is how you diminish your power. That is how you take away from your power. That is how you adjust your power level and your energy is is drained because of the value that this thing is placed on you. And it's so important to just recognize that and find ways to you know, come out of that. I know for me personally, I've had many, 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 many events that have unfortunately triggered me, placed me backwards, made me feel like I'm not having any progress. I don't see growth, whether it be um, being laid off, being in a very narcissistic relationship, um, being in a place where, you know, I wasn't happy and I was losing weight and I was sleeping on the floor, being kicked out of my house, you know, having to be isolated from my family because of my mom, um, and my brother, you know, being in a situation, a living situation where I didn't feel comfortable. Um, I felt as though that, the other person had no regards for my safety, for my well-being, did not appreciate me, could not see any of those things, and really was very reckless with with life. And it it definitely, you know, um, rubbed me in the wrong way. Um, you know, protecting my peace has become a huge, huge part of who I am. And that exists in so many different ways. So one of the ways being making sure my home is, you know, in a certain standard, if you will, to ensure that I can see clearly, I can feel welcomed, I can feel loved, I can feel like I have a space to relax and to access and to just enjoy. Um, It's been very important to me, especially growing up in an environment where 
that was essentially taken from me. I had no control in that, in that, in that space where there were random people in the house in the middle of the night. I didn't feel safe to take a shower, to use the bathroom. You know, I had a deadbolt on my, on my door. Um, things were stolen from me. You know, I kept food inside of my, um, room, you know, dry perishable food because food would be taken. My food would be taken from the kitchen. It was very uncomfortable to say the least. All of these things are, again, definitely the more negative things, the things that I'm not necessarily excited about, but they create so much texture and dynamic in who I am. And I'm so proud of them in a sense that I've overcome. I've overcome those things. I've turned those things into beautiful, beautiful, beautiful artwork that, you know, is a part of who I am. I'm also very aware of the essentially the outcome I was supposed to have. So what I mean like what I mean by that more specifically is when you come from a situation where, you know, there's trauma or you've experienced abuse or, you know, you weren't able to have a flourishing childhood, the chances of you being self-destructive and, you know, battling depression or having um, inconsistency in your mental health and instability in your life choices are, are high because of the fact that your foundation is flawed. It is extremely flawed. Now, the only way to be able to uh, deal with that and adjust with that. And if you guys hear noise in the background, there's construction, there's still construction. It won't go away for the life of me. It feels like it's going to be here forever. Um, yeah, but what happens is if you don't take a, a chance and say, you know what, I need to look at my foundation, what I was given or what I received growing up, and I need to patch some holes. I need to rethink this. I need to redesign this. I need to um, remove some of the things that are not actually mine that I've been carrying. I need to, you know, unravel some things, et cetera, et cetera. That right there is a choice. It is also a huge undertaking and it definitely requires a lot of faith, hope, navigation, um, positive thinking, a thicker skin, um, you know, encouraging words, support, a network at sometimes it really, really tests, you know, everything you've got. And by all means, it is the hardest thing I've ever done, which is to rebuild, rethink my foundation, my values, the things I've been taught. And I learned this through many different types of feedback that I've gotten from God, from, you know, my own intuition, from those around me, as far as just things not adding up, things not connecting, things not making sense, things kind of becoming worse with my impact or my, you know, interaction with them and not feeling like this was me, feeling like I was handed this trauma. I was handed this insecurity. I was handed this, this, this abuse. I was handed these mechanisms that I was then just subconsciously or not, you know, not subconsciously just passing along. And as those things either left my hands or I felt um, the urge to, to you know, do that in my, for my own two eyes and my own feet and my own body, I didn't like them. I knew something was wrong. Something innate in me said, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't seem natural. That's not who I want to be. That's not who I represent myself as. And I want different. I want better. And a lot of unpacking had to happen where I was 
seeing all of these things, understanding these things, but also removing myself from the sources that I realized I had copy paste. I had just connected the two. I had just received this, you know, sort of feeling and experience and I didn't question it. I didn't decide differently. I just went with what I was taught and felt as though that was okay. Either I was taught it or I observed it and I thought it was okay. As I got into the real world, I recognized that that wasn't okay and that's not who I wanted to represent myself as and I had some work to do. Now, I want to be very clear. It wasn't that obvious to me in a sense that it wasn't like, oh, Sam, you got to change. You got to do something different. It was these small interactions that I would have or experiences in life that I would have. And I realized, for instance, whenever something would go wrong in my life or something went wrong, it was very easy for me to tap into anger. It was very easy for me to tap into frustration and just an outcry of just like, what in the world am I dealing with right now? I didn't like that spiral because one, it was very hard to come down. So for those of you who've ever dealt with anger and the layers of anger, some of us say, oh, I get crazy. I feel insane. I feel um, it's uncontrollable. It feels like I need to go there in order to get results, in order to see things change, in order to um, come to a place where I feel like I control the environment again. I will say to you that is not healthy. Um, it produces more stress. It causes your body to go into different types of uh, panic mode, shock. It's very hard to unravel and it gets in- ingrained in you. And it really is not healing. It really is a test of your patience, a test of just who you are and what you're trying to do. And it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. And it, it needs to be used very lightly when it comes to anger and aggression and all of those sort of things. It's not going to happen overnight because in some way, shape or form, you may be programmed to react this way. Another thing, a big piece of, of anger itself is definitely, um, is definitely hurt. And sometimes again, we carry other people's hurt. So mothers, fathers, grandfathers, grandmothers, cousins, aunts, those who, um, made an impact on us. We may carry those, those, those griefs, you know, grieving moments and those uncomfortable moments and we pass them along and we just shimmy all along because either we don't know that, um, we don't know that this exists or we, you know, receive it and we think that this is genuinely the best way to, to react towards a situation. Now, you may start to notice within yourself, okay, I want to do something different. I need to try something different. I need to be someone different. This isn't working for me. I need to look at life differently, all of those sort of things. And that very well may be true. Um, it very well may be true. And it really requires you to make sure that you um, start seeking other ways of handling things and practicing those habits. Now, for me, it came with a new light shined on different individuals and their approaches to adjusting their behaviors or relearning things that I've learned before, finding outlets. So being more creative, self-expression, finding ways to, um, you know, tap into how I felt inside and creating some power and ownership and connectivity with that was a huge part of me. I went through some time where I was expressing myself through my hair and, 
um, just designing who I wanted to show up as in my personality. If I was more polished one day or just more comfy and casual another day, more glam another day, I was really using uh, external things to help me um, give me an outlet for that and enjoying kind of the rhythm and flow of life. And it definitely shaped me in a new way. Um, it gave me freedom. I have been fighting for my freedom and independence for a while because I knew that my home base was not exactly conducive to the best environment for me to to survive. And that process has been really, really interesting simply because I've had to find boundaries, create boundaries that weren't necessarily there in the first place. Um, I've dealt with things that I wasn't comfortable with from different occasions, different years, simply because I didn't know that this was some an area I had to put thought in. You know, um, I've always been a more reserved, private person when it comes to relationships, friendships, all those sort of things. I've always been apprehensive in sharing and spreading kind of my whereabouts and what I'm doing and who I'm with. Um, as I've gotten older, I've definitely really, really dialed back on that because I've reshaped my relationship with social media. So I didn't necessarily grow up with social media. I kind of did, kind of didn't. I am definitely a millennial. And um, MySpace was our first go around at this. And I liked it, but it was time consuming to update. Um, although in, you know, I took me a while to even get to Twitter or to Facebook. It was very, I was a late adopter, definitely for sure. Um, and even now I still struggle with incorporating it with my business. And that's something I'm always trying to navigate through. Um, you know, I made it a point for me to represent who I am and see the value of who I am in different ways. So one one of the things that I do to reiterate my value is to talk to myself. And I talk to myself very heavily. I talk to myself, talk to God out loud, just like this, have conversations because God knows my heart. He knows who I am. He, he created me. He knows exactly who I am. So there's no shame in that. There's no hesitation in that. And, um, you know, I've asked him plenty of occasions, got down on my knees, prayed, cried about it to just guide me, just put me in the place where I need to be, love on me the way that I need to be loved, fill the holes. I'd rather his love than any external source of love, um, you know, as far as the holes, the gaps, the brokenness, give, give me cover, you know, cover me, guide me, use me. Thank you for all the uncomfortable moments. Thank you for the, the experiences that I've been through because they've created so many opportunities for me to look at life from a different perspective and to grow. Um, you know, he's definitely saved me in so many occasions from things that just didn't serve me and that I was, you know, walking into. I definitely would pride myself on, being more meticulous about my thought process and designing my life. That's something that I'm really grateful for and really happy with because I don't have a place to fall back on. And it's a scary world to live in when if for whatever reason I you know lose my job or I'm unable to take care of myself, I really don't have anyone that I can rely on that would take on that load. And to be able to take care of my body, 
is imperative. And I've done that in different ways where learning about nutrition, learning how, you know, your emotions affect the food that you consume. So depending on your stress level, food that wouldn't necessarily create as much friction or damage to your, to your body, as far as where it decides to go into your, when you are in a high stress situation, food doesn't necessarily, you know, give you the nutrients the same way it would if you were healthy and just in a good positive beat. So that's why I say it's so important because we think, oh, because I'm stressed, you know, I, I shouldn't experience any any bodily functions, you know, happening to me outside of just feeling anxious or uncomfortable. But food actually reacts differently in your body when you are hyper stressed. And, you know, dealing with stress has been challenging for me, finding what works at that given moment. I remember interacting with one of my cousins and we had this conversation where we were just, he was asking me kind of, well, how do I navigate being in a very stressful situation? What do I do differently? How do I, you know, what are some of the things that work? And the reality is when it comes to stress and depending on where you are in life and what you're dealing with, the the thing that may have worked on a bad day may not work on a horrible day. And that's where you have to tap into creative, different, unique ways that either you recycle some or you repurpose some, but maybe a hot bath, you know, because when you you Google those things, that's the first thing that comes up. Oh, take a hot bath, take a walk. That those things may not always create the complete outcome that you're looking for of just clarity, calmness. It may be a process. It may be giving yourself some time to actually feel what exactly you're feeling out. Um, and so, you know, for me, it's always been important for me to get creative, think outside the bubble, you know, moving your body, walking is always essential, you know, especially for me who works primarily at home, you know, having to move your body definitely generates a sense of calmness and relaxation. And um, along with, you know, massages are great too, but they don't always cure, you know, the issue. So moving your body, having connection, physical connection with someone that you love or you care about, all of those sort of things, senses, gives your body a sense of, you know, um, the emotions necessary in order to relax yourself and, you know, take yourself out of that space. Sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes those, those efforts don't work, but don't give up, don't give in. I know for me, dealing with depression has been an interesting journey because I didn't fully understand it um, growing up. I didn't realize how it played a role in my life because I did have depression growing up and it it consumed me. It consumed me and it was obvious externally, you know, as well too. And it definitely made me feel like, I don't know, like I wasn't myself. I wasn't where I was supposed to be. Also having a better relationship with myself, my body, all of those sort of things. That's something I've been working through for many years. I don't think it's ever going to be complete. I'm very happy with myself and who I am now more than ever because I'm so intentional about my behavior and what I do and how I contribute to this world and society. I can be extremely hard on myself. That's something that's always been true to me. Primarily, again, going back to the fact that I deal with this constant almost fear that if everything were to fall, it would all rest on me. I would also like to add that I'm definitely the person that sees the good in everything, um, its purpose, its design. I think that's what kept me so grounded when it came to my relationship with God. 
um, and just being more understanding that God, you know, is not only here, present, alive, well with us, but he is participating in everything and you're never alone. Um, I've had moments where I've second guessed myself, where I've, you know, felt embarrassed, been embarrassed, um, you know, in so many different ways where it's like public humiliation, where I've fallen in front of everyone. I've been the fat girl. I've been, um, the odd, I'm the oddball of the family. I'm definitely the person who feels estranged from my family. Mostly my mom, um, simply for the fact that her and I just don't have a loving, connected relationship. It's more of a tolerance, in my opinion. Um, My father wasn't really active in my life, and um, it definitely creates a weird place for him to exist in. Um, I decided to tolerate, if you will, or not only put boundaries, but be more mindful um, of my relationship with my parents when I had a friend in high school who had lost a parent. And I'd never really known anyone to lose a parent. And she had lost a parent, you know, maybe a year or two, you know, prior to me engaging with her. And she was still mourning that death and she was still dealing with that. And my philosophy was, since they're still alive, I'm going to make the best out of it. And I'm only going to accept the best. Everything else can go by the wayside. And so I made it a point to quote unquote repair or work on my relationship with my father. I'm not sure if I talked about that already in one of my podcast episodes, Um, I have to double check if I did, but that's definitely a unique story as far as how do you repair or create more than anything else? Because it's different with your parents. It's like, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it with your parents. It's different because of the simple fact that they're not your friends. Um, they're given to you, you know, by God himself for you to learn from, grow from, analyze, you know, look at life differently. I did actually record an episode called my dad and I, um, I also talk about my mom and I as well too. So, um, definitely want to check that out. I have no relationship with my younger brother who lives with my mom for the fact that he has crossed on many occasions, the worst boundary that, you know, he's, he's crossed many boundaries over and over and over and over and over and over again, and is an example of who I could never associate with. And I've dealt with a lot of hurt. I've dealt with a lot of hurt, a lot of frustrating moments, a lot of uncomfortable moments. But with all of those pieces, I'm so proud of the person that I've become. Um, I have earned two degrees. Um, I have, you know, ran many organizations, participated in many speaking events, judging events, give backs. I'm in, you know, I, I have a mentorship group that I do. Um, for work. Um, I have, you know, started and built two different businesses. Um, I'm always looking to, you know, create new initiatives um, to reinvigorate life and reinvigorate children. I love kids. I love interacting with them. I love what they hold that you lose as an adult. And um, I enjoy that. I love to eat out. I love good food. I'm of Jamaican descent. And I love my culture as far as what we produce, what we've added to the world. Um, You know, there's still things that I'm working through and trying to understand about myself, whether it be, you know, why my my choice in 
men or relationships or friendships, you know, can sometimes result in me putting myself as the second best and not necessarily including myself on the table. But luckily enough, I have more than enough grace for myself and patience as I try to figure out things. And I may not figure it completely out. Um, I love love. I love being around people who are loving. I love being around people who are genuine, who are full of energy and light. I have a great support system um, who are in real time involved in my life and understand me and get me and support me and enjoy my presence and evoke the best type of emotions out of me that God could ever, you know, put in a person. Um, I have traveled. I want to travel more. I'm definitely a person who um, is very loyal, very understanding, because again, I'm always looking at the better side of things, but I'm also not afraid to put down that, that, that law of I am the owner of myself and my feelings and what I attract. And I'm not liking what's going on. I'm not a fan of what's going on. And I need to remove myself. I'm completely fine with doing that. That's definitely something that I take pride in because you're responsible for yourself. Like you are genuinely responsible for your yourself, what you contribute, what you tolerate, what you deal with, what you navigate through, how you know how you rebuild yourself, how you figure it out, what you bounce back from. All of those pieces are yours, yours to carry, yours to figure out. It is a lot. That's why life coaching is great. I go to therapy. Therapy is great. Having a great support system is also amazing. You know, visualizing those changes, putting those changes in a place where it's obvious to you. So you're reminded as far as what you're striving for, what you're working on. There's many ways to incorporate your journey, your changes with you as you live life. There's a lot of great information and details and also diversifies the, you know, basically trying to attack the same problem from a different angle that can help you, you know, navigate towards something that feels more comfortable or something that feels more attainable or something that you can be really proud of when it comes to self-growth. I think that growth is essential simply because growth is essentially the how life keeps going. It is the idea that you adapt, you adapt, you adapt and you thrive and you keep going. And that's something, a motto that I love to live by because it, it gives me a sense of freedom and flexibility. It does test me on my sense of control and stability because adapting doesn't necessarily give you that safe space all the time um, because it's required that you have to show up differently. You have to look at things differently. And I've been pushing myself. I'm a, definitely a self-starter. Um, I've been pushing myself for a while now to make sure that I am in charge of my happiness and I own that and I um, respect that. I honor that. I create time for that. And I'm very proud of what I've been able to do with that. Um, you know, with everything in me, it's essentially a great, great landmark to be able to um, talk about, you know, obsess about ourselves and fall in love with ourselves again and support ourselves again and encourage and design and, you know, advocate for ourselves again. It is not easy juggling everything. You know, we all get the same amount of time in the day, but we don't have enough time on this earth, in my opinion, to really explore and expand on what there is to see, who there is to interact. And the last thing I could see myself doing is not taking advantage of that. Just knowing that across the pond, across, 
you know, a couple hours from now, there's someone who's been living their eyes, living their life through their own lens and has seen so many different things in me. That makes me curious. That makes me feel like I want to, you know, venture out into another state or into another place to be able to absorb that. You know, it's such a beauty, especially for those who have financial um, backing where they're able to explore life and able to do things differently and, and enjoy things differently. I am still human. I still have human feelings. I am not invincible. Um, even though I'm extremely hard on myself, I understand that there are limitations, especially more now than ever, um, as far as what I'm capable of doing in a day with the energy that I have, with the, the, the means that I have. But I'm not putting a limit on myself either because it's really up to me as far as how much I want to pour into the things that matter to me. And that's something that I'm very proud of as far as how I've been able to navigate things and support myself and, you know, make things happen for myself. I'm still learning and I've been able to learn from so many great people, um, whether it be celebrities or individuals in my life. Um, I'm, I love to learn. I love to figure things out. I love to be creative. I love to get my hands dirty. I'm not afraid of DIY. I love design. Um, I love outlets that require my own personal sense of direction. If it is requiring me to, to put myself in the, <laughs> in the, the playhouse to be able to figure out what I deem to be important, I'm all for it because not only it's controlling, but it gives me a chance to tap into the part of my brain that requires me to show up differently and attempt things differently and, you know, speak from my own voice. And that's something that I really, really enjoy, something that I'm a big fan of. And I hope to continue to do that. I hope to continue to manifest that, to make that happen for myself. And that's something I, I want to not never let go of. Mainly because, you know, again, I kind of took on this thing, especially with dealing with a lot of debt. So I've dealt with a couple of debts last, last year. Um, mainly because I feel like loving now is a choice. So the motto of love now is actually what I put on my birthday cake because I want to love now. I want to not wait. I want to show that. I want to and feel that. I want to know that um, the vastness of love shows up for people in so many different ways and how you can be loved is in so many different ways. And the, the other side to that is, is how, you know, you can be mistreated how you can, you know, not receive love. And I only want to go places where there is love and light. That's something I tell people all the time, especially when they're going through things, just go where there's love and where there's light. Go to those places because those are the places that are elevated. They have higher frequencies. Um, it's a better environment for you to be in, especially when you're feeling upset or, you know, discouraged because it reminds you reminds you of the good it reminds you of the the connectedness and the happiness and um that's never something that i want anyone that i love to go through where they don't see the love and they can't see the light and they're unsure unclear as far as where they should go and i'm just i'm just a big person who is big about being around positivity including that into my life fighting for that you know, absorbing that, representing that because karma is a bitch. She knows everybody's address and she's not afraid to come out her face whenever she feels like it. And I think people don't understand that. 
when it comes to energy and how energy transfers and how energy shows up at your door and it's like, hey, what's up? What's all that rah, rah, rah you had a year ago or two years ago? I'm here to show you how we can come back to you. And that's something I wouldn't say I'm afraid of, but once I learned about good karma and the idea of when you eat good, you do good, you feel good, it's all these goods that you kind of walk on is definitely something that I, I incorporate in my life every single day that's threaded in everything that I do. I don't do things for recognition. I don't do things for acknowledgement. I don't do things to... um to get credit for them. I do it because I want more good in my life. So I'm going to do good regardless of whoever may be watching or doing good for me or not doing good for me. I am responsible for that energy. And I never want to let, you know, an external person's choice determine mine. You know, I'm not the type of person to be like, well, they didn't treat me nice, so I don't got to treat them nice. No, I'm going to kill you with kindness regardless of what the circumstances. And you can never come back and say, Sam did this. Well, I did that. Once I learned about the truth and what I mean by the truth is like the whole truth. The idea of the truth is, is really it's, it's multiple places. It's multiple people. It's multiple iterations coming together. And the, the truest form is the energy that lies is in between everything. And knowing that my true energy or my true focus has always been on making sure that I am responsible for the good and I'm on the good side means so much to me. It makes me feel good. It makes me do good. It's such a great cycle to be on. And anything that I can do to get rid of things that are not serving me, things that are not contributing to that, that's the the ultimate task. That's the ultimate goal is to make sure that these things don't take from me. They don't create more friction for me. They don't create more, um, you know, issues for me simply because of the fact that it's not worth it. It's generally not worth it. Um, nobody likes to be treated like crap. I don't care what anybody says. I think, you know, being able to be seen, being able to be loved, being able to be appreciated, respected, you know, you know, be um, engulfed in just a choice, a decision to love and cherish all of those pieces. They're, they're so inspiring. They're so inspiring. It's so inspiring to be around good people, you know, and mimicking and adapting to yourself is another brave choice. It is a daunting task. It is not easy to take the the good from somebody else and say, I'm going to be that kind of good, especially because you may come, you definitely are coming with your own background, your own shit, your own past that, you know, is still, could still be plaguing you. But to find a way to find a connection, to find an opportunity to represent that person and be that person, that is a beautiful thing. And every good that comes back to you, you deserve it. I'm a big fan of, you know, just basking in my own joy and finding more of it. And joy is expressive and joy is important. It is beautiful. I love joy. I love to laugh. I love to have fun. I love to, you know, engage with, you know, interesting people. You know, the other day or earlier this week, I was dealing with something that was greater than me, extremely greater than me. So I had to remove myself from my normal in order to deal with it. And, um, on my last, last night of just being removed, I decided to treat myself and go out to eat and enjoy dinner of my choice. And, um, I really enjoyed it. And I found that although I was 
about 10 feet from everybody else because I chose to sit at the bar and everyone else was sitting at regular tables. Every server in that space could not stop talking to me, could not stop um, engaging with me and hanging out with me, if you will. And I was... I was kind of tunnel vision because I'm like, I really just wanted to have a night by myself where I just enjoy my meal. And I did have a great time, but I found that because of all this work that I've done on myself and the energy that I carry, it attracted people who recognize that and who wanted a piece of that. And that will happen. And that's the good that you do in this world. That's a good that you choose to have in this world to be able to, um, share and connect. And there's a double-edged sword. Sometimes you're not allowed to be completely alone because there's other people who need that pep talk, that need that energy or want to be drawn towards the light and the good. And so um, I definitely experienced that the other night and I felt so, I don't know, I just felt so privileged, if you will, you know, to be able to carry that, even if it was it didn't feel completely like 100% that way but majority and that's what i love about life i got to know and meet and interact with different people and hear jokes and it was about lightness and heart lightheartedness and happiness and joy and i really really appreciated that i really really enjoyed that i really felt like that's what i also needed so it was a double edged sword and i'm not complaining about it in any way shape or form but it moments like that definitely remind me why I do it, what's important for it, because it is a lonely road to self-improve, to look for affirmations, to look for validation. It is very lonely. It's very confusing. It's very uncomfortable. It's not always fun. You don't always get the aha moments that you're looking for, but asking God, connecting with him, allowing you know, what I call his, his angels to show up and enhance you and drop little gems for you. So you're, you know, reconnected and you're also confirmed that you are in the right space, doing the right thing. Allow those things to exist in your life. And you'll definitely, definitely see a difference in just what you're, where you're headed and what you're doing and what matters and all of those sort of things. And I'm just so proud of myself because I've worked really hard to be where I'm at now. And I've been very intentional of what I've done and I've been consistent. I have not flinched or, or faded in any environment. And I think that has paid off for me in so many different ways. And I've been not afraid to try, not afraid to get it wrong, not afraid to learn that freedom that I'm not going to abide by society. I'm not going to allow others to influence me. I'm going to go where I feel like it feels like home or it feels like an opportunity or it feels like a creative expression. That is a true dream for me. And I force myself, if you will, to never forget that and to practice that because that is a defining factor is that I am not just speaking these words. I want to be very clear. I am living, breathing, reacting, enjoying, understanding, failing, um, missing my, my first step, my second step, my third step, but I am completely embracing this, 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 this idea, this concept, this practice, because it genuinely works for me and it may not work for everyone, but it works for me. And any way that I can inspire others to find their own creative 
journey and divine path, I'm all for it. I'm completely all for it. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm with it. Like, let's get hype about being positive, about being good people, about doing good things, about being connected, about being better versions of ourselves. I'm all for it. That's why life coaching means a lot to me. And I can't wait to expand my services and work with other people because the more that I can tailor my conversations to whatever it is you're dealing with or you're navigating through, the better I can uplift you who could then, you know, potentially uplift others and connect that way. So definitely check out everythingandme.com. Thank you guys for listening so much. I deeply appreciate it. You guys keep me going, keep me growing. And I'm just so happy and so proud of you for even doing something for yourself and hearing more about me and what I'm all about and what I stand for. It's the biggest investment you could ever do for yourself is investing in yourself. And um, it's, it's a hard task. It's not easy, but it is so rewardful. You just look at life so differently, you know, and that makes a world of a difference, especially when there's so many external things kind of just beating you up and coming at you sideways and trying you. If you think that this this episode has anything to do with you, definitely hit me up. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's get better. Let's, you know, thrive. Let's overcome all those sort of things. We're still early in the early parts of the year. So much change can happen. So much change is going to happen. You just have to make that decision. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will talk to you guys in my next episode.